Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Had a Magical Day. I'm your host, Scott, and my co-host, Andrea, is not with me this week because I am in Disney World for something called Destination D23, and Andrea is uh, back home with her family getting ready for the holidays, and we hoping to set up a zoom thing so she could join us but that didn't quite work out so it's just me going solo here so um, probably want to know what is destination d23 so first i'll tell you that d23 is the official fan club of disney i'll talk about that in a minute but they hold these events called destination d23 they're usually either in anaheim or in orlando and they'll have different themes so this one was all about the 50th anniversary of disney world so i was uh, excited to go to that i was lucky enough to get a ticket First, let me tell you about D23. So as I mentioned, it's the official fan club of Disney World. Uh, not Disney World, sorry, Disney. All that covers all things Disney, not just the parks, all the movies, Disney Plus, all that. Um, if you're interested in joining, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's uh, not that you need me to advertise it, but it's 99 bucks uh, for a single person. Uh, with a single membership though, you do get two tickets for events or you can get two tickets for events. Uh, and what you get, you get a quarterly magazine. It's high gloss paper, really good looking, uh, usually good articles in there. I care most about the parks, but even that being said, there's usually a couple good articles in the magazine that I find interesting and gives you, you know, extra detail about the parks that you wouldn't get otherwise. Um, also, they give you a annual gift and the gifts are pretty cool. Uh, the first ones when I first joined were kind of replicas, like things on Walt's desk, at, you know, actually copies of documents he had, telegrams he had written and then drawings and things like that. Uh, and lately, they've been doing more pins. Like two years ago, there's a really nice pin set that they gave you. Uh, this year for the 50th, they kind of went all out. You got a replica of a, a lunchbox from like 1971. And inside of that, they had a special uh, collector's items, four pins. And then uh, they also like a map of the, the original map of Magic Kingdom in Disney World um, and a banner, a little you know pennant uh, for the D23 fan club. Uh, all very cool. And as I mentioned, the pins is another thing with this membership, you get 10% off shop Disney as somebody in line at the, the conference said, you know, if you spend a thousand dollars a year on shop Disney, it pays for itself. Um, although I wouldn't recommend that you probably might have a little problem if you're spending a thousand dollars a year at shop Disney. Although I probably should check my credit statements before I said that, but you do get, uh, exclusive offers for, for pins that are limited edition pins for D23. If you're a pin collector, that might be something that would interest you. And then they have these events like every year, except for the pandemic, the last two years, they have something called the D23 Expo. And that's a big to do. And that's out in Anaheim and is at the huge convention center there. And there's lots of events going on at the same time. And so you have to go through lotteries to try to get into these different things. And it's very popular because they do, the, they induct the Disney legends there. I think the year I was there, Robert Downey Jr. and Bette Midler and some other people were getting inducted. And so everybody wanted to go to that. People lined up for, they camped overnight to get into that thing. Um, and just in general, these D23 events, people love to be first in getting the news, which you know, I don't fully understand. I mean, I kind of get a little bit, but uh, we're in the information age. So everything that gets revealed that a D23 event is going to be on the internet within a day. Um, but people get really excited about that stuff. So they get to hear what's coming soon. You get to hear what's coming in the parks and all that. Um, so that's a good part of the, uh, the membership that though, you know, those events, 
they'll send you an email and you have to respond right away because the tickets sell out pretty fast. Um, I was lucky to get into this event. I didn't realize how that there are only 2000 tickets and, you know, there are millions of, of members, uh, but not every member can just go to Orlando at the drop of a hat. So I was lucky enough to get a seat at this conference. And so I headed down there and of course it took a couple extra days to go to the park. And we'll talk about that as well. So um, first I want to give you a little flavor of destination D23, as well as giving you the scoop from there, but we'll start with the scoop first. Okay. Cause at the very first day, it was a two day event. It was, it was labeled as three days, but the, the first day is really, you just go and you get your stuff and uh, they give you some nice gifts. They got another pin. It was a, D23 pin and the patch and uh, some other things in a bag, a tote bag as well, and a poster. And then they had a couple exhibits. So I checked those out on Friday. Uh, one was from the Disney archives. It was pretty cool. It had things from different decades of Disney muscle memorabilia from like the seventies and the eighties and nineties and so on. And they had um, <clears throat> one of the Astro orbiters there. You could look at, and they also had, uh, I think one of the, uh, parrots from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and the, and the control board, as well as uh, one of the figments and a bunch of hats and some clothes from some of the other things. And then the thing that was my highlight, maybe of the whole weekend, was they had something called the Illusionary uh, Labs, uh, where they had an actual Imagineer showing you how they do a lot of the illusions in, in the parks. And they're all, some of them were very simple. Uh, it, um, and it was kind of neat to see them. And uh, it turned out the the fellow that was there when I was there was uh, Daniel Joseph. And he's the Imagineer who figured out how to do the hat box ghost illusion. Apparently this is something that the original uh, Disney Imagineers tried to do when they opened the, the Haunted Mansion, but they couldn't figure it out the illusion, how to do it. Uh, so it was never done. And then this guy figured out how to do it in time for the 60th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion. And I only know that because I'd gone to the D23 Expo before the pandemic and there was a, a talk on the Honda Mansion and Daniel Joseph was there explaining how he did it. Um, so it was cool to get to talk to him. And he was very generous with his time with everybody. He went through all the different illusions and explained how a lot of them were done. Uh, I asked him some particular questions about the rides and he didn't want to give away the secrets like all magicians, but he would give me enough hints that you could kind of figure things out. So that was, that was very fun. Uh, but that was it for kind of the first day of the conference. You just kind of wandered around on your own. But Saturday was the keynote. And first, they, they had some great entertainment. Um, and I'll explain that more. Let's get to the, let's get to the juicy stuff. Let's get to all the, the updates. So um, basically, the president of the parks, Josh DeMauro, uh, he gave a little update, uh, something going on at each park that was coming out in the coming year. I think some of these things might have been known already, but these are more firm dates for some of these things. Oh, actually, this is not even a park one, but uh, they're coming up to the 100th anniversary of the Disney Corporation, which started in 1923. And that's where the 23 and D23 comes from. And they're going to actually have a tour of a lot of stuff from the archives. So I mentioned the archive exhibit there. Uh, also, when I'm talking about the D23 membership, they have a, a website that's really good. And they have a lot of stuff from the archives there. They also do live streaming of these events for those people who can't get tickets to them. So uh, you can do that. And, uh, and anyway, so they're going to have a tour of this. So it's starting in, in Philadelphia. And then it's going to go to all the other major cities. So 
look for that if you want to really get some of these experience of like a D destination D23 coming to your town. Um, for the parks, Disneyland France, Disneyland Paris, I should say, is uh, celebrating its 30th anniversary. And they are going to have an Avengers campus, much like the one in Disneyland in Anaheim uh, in the summer of 2022. Uh, for Hong Kong, they announced they're gonna have a frozen themed land coming there soon. And uh, for Tokyo, for Disney Seas, they're gonna have something called Fantasy Spring. And I think that's gonna be in two years. And it's gonna have uh, different rides and areas for, uh, fantasy, uh, for Frozen and Tangle and for Peter Pan. And uh, Shanghai Disney is celebrating its fifth anniversary or soon will be. And they're gonna have a Zootopia land. And they're also having an Illuminate uh, nighttime celebration as well. Uh, they spent a lot of time talking about uh, Disney Wish, the new cruise ship that's coming out in the summer of 2022. They have a couple new shows coming there. They have uh, Seas the Adventure with Captain Minnie. So Minnie is actually going to be captain of the ship and uh, in that uh, show. And then also they have a show based on uh, The Little Mermaid. And in this one, I guess it's people find like a treasure chest with things from the Little Mermaid and that inspires them to sing about the Little Mermaid. And uh, they had, as part of the show at the beginning of this presentation on Saturday, uh, they had this woman who, who sang Poor Unfortunate Souls and she was fantastic. Um, I should get her name. Um, I apologize for that. Um, also, what else? That was Disney Wish and then in Disneyland in Anaheim, um, for those who are fans of the Toontown Park, there used to be hills behind Toontown Park and they took them out, but they're bringing them back in uh, 2023. And they're also building a new Disney Vacation Club tower onto the Disneyland uh, Hotel. And it's all themed around animators. Um, and it looked, it looked really interesting and uh, very stylish and had a really cool pool as well. Uh, in Epcot in the summer of 2022, they're going to have a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster called Cosmic Rewind. So that looks pretty cool. And of course, we all know about uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser. They've been talking a lot about that, and it's finally going to open in March of 2022. You can only stay there for two days and two nights, uh, but it's quite an interactive experience. You're fully submersed in this world. You get to play a character of some sort. You can get to go for lightsaber training and uh, Josh actually had a clip of him learning lightsaber training, and that looked really cool, much like the part where, you know, in st the original Star Wars, where Luke has a helmet covering his eyes and the thing is floating in the air and shooting lasers at him. Um, this, they don't cover your eyes at, at Disney, but they do have a thing that shoots what looks like lasers and you have to hit it with your, your lightsaber. Um, so that looked pretty cool. They also had another thing where he was like on, on the deck and you could see like, vast panorama of space with all these ships and tie fighters and things and he and the, the woman who's guiding him had to go shoot them down but she he was aiming and she was shooting and it was just too much like a video game it didn't look that cool compared to you know in the movies when they're actually shooting at ships um so i was a little disappointed in that but maybe it looks better in person because i know in rise of the resistance when you see that panorama there it, it feels you feel like you're looking into outer space and it's really cool. So hopefully, I mean, they spent all this money building this thing. Uh, it, it's probably better in person than it was on the video. They also announced uh, a voice assistant that they're coming out with called Hey Disney. 
So you just say, hey, Disney, and it will answer your questions. So it'll be available on your phones, but they're going to put it into all the hotels eventually. The first hotel will be Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim in 2022. Also, Magic Band Plus is coming out in 2022. And that was it for the kind of the big news of, of the day. Oh, and then he ended it by saying, all the things are coming back for the 50th anniversary. Now, some of these were things that just got suspended because of the pandemic. But uh, Blizzard Beach is coming back. Uh, Beauty and Beast Live on Stage is coming back. Festival of the Lion King is coming back. So haven't been, haven't been parades during the pandemic, but all these things are coming back. Um, World of Color, uh, the Electrical Light Parade, Fantasmic in Disneyland, but also in Hollywood Studios. Although they didn't say exactly when. By the way, if you haven't, if you've been to those, I wasn't that impressed with Fantasmic the first time I saw it at Hollywood Studios. But when I saw it at D Disneyland, was unbelievable it's just much better i mean i know it's, it's basically the same show but the way they do it over there you know around tom sawyer's island it's, it's really just a great show um and then uh, the fantastic festival fantasy parade is coming back and they have a new like castle show coming for the 50th anniversary called mickey's magical friends and uh, yeah that was it for the announcement so when the thing started to give you a feel for this thing so you're in a, just a big conference room it's two thousand people at the beginning, just a guy comes out and sits on a, by a piano. He starts playing Scott Joplin's Maple Leaf Rag. And, then, and Mickey's out there with him. <clears throat> and then when he finishes the song, he says, that was the first song that was ever played at Refreshment Corner in Disney World on October 1st, 1971. And he goes, and I know that because I played it. And they showed a picture of him when he was a very young man. Because uh, he didn't look that old. And I was like, how did he be playing 50 years? But uh, he must have been like, 18 maybe and now he's 68 or something uh but that was kind of cool and then they just did a bunch of song and dance numbers they had mickey and minnie and everybody out there doing a lot of the disney songs and you know they know how to do a production and so just that first 20 minutes was a great show and it's already thinking like that's almost my money's worth it was like 235 dollars for a ticket to this event um and then you had all the announcements and as i mentioned earlier like a lot of people love to be the first for these things and so on Friday, they did have a preview of Encanto. So people could go see that, the entire movie. I, I didn't go for that. I was in the park instead. And, and then uh, Josh announced during his keynote thing that they're also that evening, all of us could go see the first two episodes of Hawkeye, the new series on Disney Plus. And people went nuts when he announced that. It was like, it's going to be on Disney Plus in a week. I don't know what the big deal is, but. People, if you love to be first, this is probably the uh, thing for you. Get that membership and try to get to one of these uh, destination D23s. Then I should I have to tell you this part. This is part of my great uh, weekend or four days there. Um, so during Josh's keynote, he's getting the crowd all riled up, telling them all the stuff that's coming. And then they start giving away things. So when he's talking about the wishes, uh, the new cruise ship, he said, I'm going to give away four day, four day cruise to family four. Uh, and you, you all scanned your badges. We're just going to draw one at random. So they announced the winner of that. And that was cool. And then when they were talking about the Disneyland hotel expansion, he was talking to the woman who's in charge of it. And he asked her like what other hotels she liked or was her favorite hotel that she worked on. And she said the Riviera and they said, they're going to give away four days and three nights for four people at the Riviera. And they called my name. So I won four days and three nights. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so obviously I'll be going back to Disney before too long. And then uh, when they're doing this, the Galactic Cruiser, 
they also were giving away four days, three nights for that, including two days in the experience. And uh, that was the last big giveaway of the day, but that was great. And then when they announced the, uh, the um, voice assistant, and they announced they're giving all of us Amazon Echo 5s. So we got that, and then we got the posters as well. So that was pretty cool. Then after the keynote was over, they had a thing about uh, Weird Disney. And so someone from the archives went through kind of all the old advertising and some of the great, some of the things that in hindsight really made you scratch your head. Like that was the approach they wanted and some of the colors and things they'd done to Lake Castle. It looked like it was Pepto-Bismol pink at one time. And that was kind of fun. And then they started the talk after that, they started talking about the origins of the park and how they built it. And they even included um, the World's Fair. Like if you listened to our last episode, you would have heard how that was really a lot of the work leading up to uh, the creation of the park. And then of course, a lot of details about uh, acquiring the land. We all know like they had like five different companies that they worked under to keep people from figuring out who was buying all this land. But the part I didn't know was there's one guy who was really in charge of this and he actually, he worked under two different names uh, when he was buying stuff. But a big problem they had was that a lot of the land had been sold by a developer <clears throat> and he had sold it to people like all over the country for cheap money and people thought they were buying like nice property in Florida, but they were actually buying swamp land, which is where that old adage came from. Oh yeah. If you believe that I have some swamp land in Florida, I want to sell you. Well, that's exactly what had happened. So all these people, and they'd never even been to the property, but they had all bought these small lots. And this poor guy had to go around the entire country and buy every one of these lots from all those people. So they could get the 27,000 square acres that, that they ended up buying. Um, <clears throat> So that was pretty cool to kind of learn the backstory of all that. And uh, that was kind of it on the first day. And I don't want to spend too long talking about the rest of the stuff, but there's a lot of cool stuff about Disney and particularly in the seventies, that was the stuff I was most interested in. Of course they had, they had one segment uh, for each decade uh, throughout the weekend, but a lot of stuff about the early days of the park and, and talking to a lot of the folks from, from back then. Um, so that was really cool to, uh, learned some stuff I didn't know about the park already. And then on Sunday night, they had an ugly Christmas sweater party. And again, very Disney. They had, they had snow falling from the roof. They had the snowflake lights all over the place. They had trees. They had cookies and hot chocolate. To anybody who's ever been to the Very Merry Christmas, it's a staple. Uh, they had a place where you could paint, help draw, help paint different paintings. And you could also... Uh, they had the, the guy who's the voice of Mickey Mouse, and uh, he was actually drawing Mickey Mouse and showing everybody how to draw a Mickey Mouse. And then they had a DJ, and then there's a long line of people. I was like, what, what's that line of people for? And one of the staff told me, oh, there's going to be a, a special character who's going to show up. And so, of course, it was Mickey Mouse, Mickey and Minnie, and they, I guess, were posing for pictures for people with a nice Christmas backdrop, which is probably going to be a lot of Christmas cards from those folks who waited in line for that. Um, so pretty great weekend all in all, I have to say. It was a much better experience than the D23 Expo where you didn't, uh, you couldn't get to everything and it was really crazy and crowded. Uh, this was nice because everybody who's there was getting in and getting seated and there was no pushing or shoving to get a good spot. Um, so I also want to fill you in a little bit on things going on in Disney World in, in the couple of days that I was there. One was since we had a couple episodes about Disney hotels, 
I decided to try a different hotel. And I talked a lot about the hotels near Disney Springs. And I always stay, there's two Hiltons right there. I usually stay at one of those. I said, there's also a Holiday Inn and a hotel called the B Hotel. And those all have the same shuttle. And, but then I saw further down the road was a double tree by Hilton at Disney Springs. And they claim to have a shuttle and they do have a shuttle sort of, I'll explain that. And, you know, they have a pool and a tennis courts. Um, nice enough hotel. The rooms were big, you know, it's a double tree. So you can, it's kind of like a little home. You have a living room and a little kitchenette and uh, a bedroom. And the pool was nice and the jacuzzi was nice and not a lot of kids, which is good if you're an adult and you just want to relax at the pool without a lot of kids running around. Um, but their shuttle wasn't an actual official Disney shuttle. It was a, a charter and only left once an hour as opposed to every half hour at the other hotels. And it only left up until 12 o'clock. And then after that, they only had return buses starting at like 510 or 540. So you couldn't like come back home in the middle of the day, come back to the hotel in the middle of the day, which a lot of people like to do, take a break uh, from all the walking around. So that was a real drawback for me. And then they didn't even have a restaurant. They had, they had a restaurant. It was open for, for breakfast, but it wasn't open any other time of day. And so there were no other dining options there. And it's a long walk from that hotel all the way to Disney Springs. So you really rack up some Uber charges if you're going to stay there, unless you rent a car, which is very expensive these days. So it wasn't much cheaper than the Hilton. I think the Hilton would have just been a better deal. So that's it on, on the hotel. Now, as far as the park goes, had a great day. First couple of days at the park. Tried out this new Genie Plus. So I'm sure a lot of you heard, heard about this. So first is a thing called Genie, which is now on the Disney Experience app. It's supposed to help you organize your day. Uh, it's okay at that. But then if you pay $15, you can get Genie Plus, which is like FastPass used to be. Uh, with some caveats with the old fast pass system, you get three fast passes at the park and you can kind of book them all at the same time. And then once you used up those three, you had a chance to get other fast passes, although there usually weren't many available at that point. <clears throat> this one, you can only do one at a time for your $15. You can get one fast pass, which they call lightning lane and you go use it. And then once it's done, you can pick another one. However, that doesn't include the lightning lanes for special rides, which are mostly the rides you want to go on. So um, I used it at Disney, Disney, sorry, at Magic Kingdom the first day I was there, and it was worthwhile. I saved a lot of time on Haunted Mansion and Thunder uh, Mountain. And so I saved about an hour of my time for $15. That seemed like a good deal. And I got to do everything in Magic Kingdom that I wanted to in half a day. Um, Hollywood Studios, different story. I got, got it. I paid the $15, used it for Toy Story Mania, used it for Star Tours, even though you don't need it for Star Tours, uh, but I just wanted to use it. If you wanted to go see Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train, which is a great new ride, um, that was like eight bucks extra. So I refused to pay that. I just waited in line. <clears throat> it was like a 60 minute line. It went a little bit faster. And if you want to do Rise of Resistance, I think that's $10 extra. And then I met up with a friend and I noticed he had multiple lightning lanes. I said, how'd you do that? So you just pay extra. So, you know, it starts at $15 and then you, you end up paying more and more. And if you have a family of four or whatever, that can add up very quickly. Uh, I found didn't definitely didn't need an animal kingdom. And again, you can't 
use it for some of the the big rides they'll paying extra like uh the flight of the banshee and with the way the park hopper is now you can't park hop until two o'clock so what's the point of paying all that extra money just so you can get done at animal kingdom and then have like three hours to kill you know so i didn't use the fast i didn't use the genie plus at animal kingdom i got there at eight o'clock and i i finished you know by one o'clock and had a nice long lunch um so i wouldn't recommend it for that it is pretty good for for magic kingdom and i think for hollywood studios if you're gonna if you if you're there for like my friend was there for one day so i think that's why he spent the money to get multiple lightning lanes and for the the big rides because he was there with his two daughters so i think they wanted to get as much done as they could in one day so if that's the case it might be worth it for you but they're on that slippery slope they had never crossed that line before of they wanted to preserve at least the the image that you know the, everybody could have the same park experience it didn't matter they were going to change classes and have one experience for rich people one experience for but now they're kind of going in that direction and that's i think that's partly due because of chapik who uh, you know believes in pushing the, the price elasticity a little bit of their customers so we'll see and it's funny going around wearing that d23 placard uh, it's amazing like there's a lot of people who are very passionate about disney obviously even there and you'd think there'd be some disgruntled folks but who were working there but most people when they saw that had d23 they want to talk to me about d23 well, at starbucks this woman's like oh you went to d23 you know chapik was supposed to give that talk not josh but he's being he had a special meeting with Iger because he's he's screwing up and so there's a big petition to get him fired but i don't think it's gonna work because they he's making money for the company and that's what they care about. And also at the, in the parks, one of the vendors stopped me and he said, oh, you asked me about D23. And then he told me that they're changing their popcorn. There is, is, I think right now it's Pop Secret and it's changing to something else. That I don't remember the name of it. I hadn't heard the brand before. I hope it's as good and maybe it'd be better, hopefully. But uh, it's already pretty good. I like having popcorn in the park and walking around. Um, so that's about it for me. Actually, also, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff for the 50th anniversary. The castle has been redone. They have the iridescent uh, night show, which has mixed reviews. I enjoyed it, but I'm pretty easy to please on that. I just great fireworks and some music. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I just love the way the park looks at Christmas time. A lot of great trees, uh, the decorations. It just kind of really ups the thing, you know. Especially Magic Kingdom, it's already kind of like a fantasy land for kids, and then you add Christmas, which is also a fantasy land for kids, and it's like a double fantasy. With apologies to John Lennon and Yoko Ono. But uh, that was it. It was great uh, four or five days that I was there. Uh, Destination D23 was great. Uh, I recommend it. I also recommend the D23 membership as well. And uh, I think that's it for me. So that wraps it up with our live. This is going to be one of the quickest ones from recording to releasing. So I recorded this. This is Monday night. And we're going to release it uh, Tuesday night, officially release Wednesday morning. Um, so you get the somewhat fresh scoop well, as i mentioned most of the stuff has already been on the internet but this is all here in one place for you to, to have so uh, thank you for listening and we will see you real soon <laughs>